On today's episode of Life with Hula, I share with you a moment that I had with a complete stranger that uh, made us bond, and it was great. I will also have some food news for you all to share and to look forward to. And also, I don't know if I want to really bring this up, but it's something that happened near where I live, and it's appalling, it's disgusting, and it definitely affects the community I live in. I'll share all of this and so much more coming up on today's episode of Life with Hula, season 10, episode number 53, starting right now. Welcome back to another episode of Life with Hula, season 10, episode number 53 of the show. If you're a new listener to my show, thank you so much for tuning in and pushing play. I appreciate you. I used to be a former radio personality right here in San Diego. I actually was on the air for over 19 years where I honestly would talk about the things I liked, the things I hated, things that were bothering me. Um, It was a way for me to vent and entertain people, but I've continued doing that through this podcast. So thank you for tuning in to this show. I am really appreciative of anybody who even pushes play for a little bit. So thank you so much for uh, jumping into another episode of Life with Hula, the podcast. If you would like to subscribe and rate and review the podcast, you can do so by searching for Life with Hula on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, any of those platforms, and just search for Life with Hula. You can also follow me on social media, facebook.com slash life with Hula, or I'm on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, Twitter, Clapper, Clubhouse, on um, Hula SD, H-U-L-A-S-D, as in San Diego. Also, you can vote for this podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot50. It's a way for you to vote for the podcast and to uh, help me promote it to other people around the country. So again, thank you so much for everybody for tuning in. I don't really know, (coughs) excuse me, where to begin. Um, I don't know if I want to start with positivity or start with negativity. It's kind of a mixed situation that I'm dealing with right now. Um, I might as well just jump into the the negativity first. Um, That way I can kind of get it out of the way and not end on a bad, sour note. So for the most part, I try to stay positive on this podcast. I do bring up things um, that have impacted my life that are pretty negative, um, but I try to do a positive spin on it. Well, something happened over the weekend, um, and it's really disgusting. I'm shocked, but then again, I'm not shocked that it happened, um, and it's just it makes me think like, who the fuck is teaching these kids? Um, Sorry for my language, but like literally. So here's the thing. Let's just start from the beginning. I live in Escondido, which is north of San Diego. It's part of San Diego County, but I'm northern San Diego. Like literally, as you drive a little bit past us, you end end up in like Riverside County. Um, so I'm the most Northern you can go, um, and still be insane. Well, I guess, no, Fallbrook is there too. Anyways, North County, San Diego is where I live. It's called Escondido. Well, the high school that is near my house is called Orange Glen High School. And that's the high school my daughter will eventually end up going. She's currently right now in the, uh, going to fourth grade. So it's a far time before she ends up in Orange Glen High School. Um, 
if you don't know, if you're from San Diego, you do know this, but if you're not from San Diego, you may not know, but Escondido is primarily a Latin Hispanic community. A lot of Hispanics here, a lot of Asians here as well. Um, and the community is primarily, uh, I mean, the, the, the word Escondido means like hidden. So very huge Hispanic community here in Escondido. Well, something happened over the weekend. There was a CIA, CIF championship game, and uh, the boys' basketball team was playing against another school called Coronado High School here in San Diego. And Coronado, predominantly white community. It's like a man-made island over there in the middle of near downtown San Diego. Anywho, um, the kids were there. The Orange Glen uh, High School students lost. They lost their championship game, and so they were lining up to do the handshake that you do and, you know, congratulate Coronado. Well, what ended up happening is apparently a person who is not a student passed out tortillas to the students and anybody who would grab it, and they started flinging tortillas towards the Orange Glen High School um, coaches, the, the staff, the parents that were in attendance. Um, the, the basketball players just, there's video everywhere of tortillas being flung and it's disgusting. It's racist. It's disgusting. Like who does that? Who? Like, I don't, we don't know yet. It has not come out. It's being investigated right now. Whether or not the person who brought the tortillas, they just keep saying the person is not a student. Excuse me, but we don't know if this person is of a younger age, um, as far as like another high school, or if this is an adult. Regardless, like, what what is going on in this world? Like the fact that we, you know, we're dealing with, we're we're having to, you know, we have Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter happening right now. I can't even talk. Um, we have Asian, you know, the whole stop Asian hate thing going on right now. And now we have this situation with tortillas being thrown at a predominantly Hispanic uh, community. Um, like, what is happening in this world? I, um, as many of you know, I host another podcast called Asian Voices Radio Podcast. And um, on yesterday's episode uh, that aired, I was speaking to two women who work in uh, Riverside County, Los Angeles, Orange County, and they were telling me about their struggles growing up Vietnamese American and being um, attacked for being Asian and um, and the things that they are dealing with. They actually called their tribe Sister Resisters, um, and they were talking about that they're standing up and fighting against um, injustices and in. And, and, and fighting against stupidity and ignorance. And it's like, how is it becoming more of a thing? Or maybe it's always been a thing. We're just not noticing that now we're we're more hypersensitive that we're starting to notice all of these things that are happening. It's just disgusting. And coming from the fact that my wife is Hispanic and my children are half Hispanic, like I am so, it's in my community. I live in, where Orange Glen is and here in Escondido. This is my my community. This is where I live. It's appalling what happened. 
like who is teaching these children that this that that throwing tortillas at another like at a predominantly hispanic group of people like who taught them that that's okay that that's acceptable because it's not okay like i mean i really hope Whatever the investigation happens, obviously I'll be sticking, you know, watching the news to see what is going to go on. Um, there's got to be some sort of punishment. There's got to be, like, to the highest degree. Because it's not okay. It's not, it's not okay what happened. It's disgusting. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, I don't want my children to have to deal with that stuff. I mean, I don't ever want my children to deal with being picked on because of their ethnicity because they are half Hispanic and they are half Filipino. My One of my oldest daughter looks fully Hispanic. My youngest daughter looks fully Filipino and uh, fully Asian. So I just, I'm I'm scared for them. And as a parent, it's just, it's disgusting to see that. Like I teach my children, everybody, like treat everybody equally. I know there's been questions raised with my kids about certain uh, people and, and ethnic groups and certain, you know, and I teach them, I teach them, like we're all equal. We're all, you should treat people the way you want to be treated. And to see that on TV and to see that that happened in a community that I live in is just, it scares me. It really scares me to see that. And I'm saddened. I'm so saddened by that happening to those kids. They're, they're literally like not even five minutes from my house. That school is five, like five minutes from my house. So my children go to Orange Glen Elementary, like this is my community and it sucks. It's, it's, I, I hope there is strict punishment to the highest. I, you know, I, I hate to say that, but I want to see it happen because it has to. There's got to be some sort of public, you know, apology, remorse, whatever. I know that there was like a Twitter announcement that was posted like, we will investigate and we will punish those that have, you know, they always say that. I just don't want this to be swept under the rug. And there needs to be more. If you've seen that video, share it with everybody you know. Share it on social media. It's really gross. It's disgusting. And that's enough I'll say about that because I, I want to move on to positivity and I want to use this as a teachable moment. My kids haven't seen the video and you know, I, I know there's going to be other moments that I'm scared that my kids are going to have to see and deal with. And I'll take that as it comes. You know, that's just the job of being a parent. That's something we have to do. So, yeah, that's it's sad. It's really, really sad. Um, so, yeah, let's move along. Let's let's move to some more positivity. Um, I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I bonded with a complete stranger. Um, so at my job, I, I work from home. Um, I work kind of at a call center where I take calls from people who own timeshares. And um, there was a woman that called and we got into a conversation about traveling and being able to vacation again. And she brought up the fact that she had two twins and they both had autism. And she was going over the fact that, you know, it'd be great for them to leave the house and, you know, just was kind of excited for her kids uh, who have a special need. Um, I myself, 
have talked about this multiple times on this podcast about my daughter Braylon, who is now seven, and she has an intellectual disability. Uh, she's delayed. Um, she is a. Um, she's my heart. She's. Uh, if you've ever met Braylon, you know she is the most sweetest, most positive little girl that you've ever will ever meet. Um, she just brings a smile to people's faces, whether she's trying to or not. I don't know if she really um, realizes she's doing it, but she makes people laugh and she makes people smile. And she's just such a friendly little soul. And it, it's amazing. Um, for those that don't know, intellectual disability is a term used when a person has certain limitations in cognitive functioning and skills, including communication, social, and self-care skills. These limitations can cause a child to develop and learn more slowly or differently than a typical developing child. So currently my child is delayed. Uh, she doesn't really speak full sentences. She, When she does, she babbles a lot. She isn't potty trained she's seven and we're, we're still changed she's you know she she is still in a diaper um for those that may not know intellectual disability it's formerly known as mental retardation um it's just you know it's it's caused by it can be caused by injury disease or a problem in the brain for many children the cause of intellectual disability is unknown and that's what we're actually kind of dealing with um is it's unknown for her um, they say that sometimes it's, uh, it's caused by an abnormal genes inherited from parents, errors when genes combine or other reasons. Um, you know, there's different things that they talk about with this per particular disability. Uh, it says approximately 6.5 million people in the United States have an intellectual disability. Approximately 1 to 3% of the global population has an intellectual disability, as many as 200 million people. Um, intellectual disability is a significantly more common in low income countries, um, talks about that. So, you know, in case you're wondering what intellectual disability is about, it's, it's basically someone who's, you know, just slower than the average. Um, and that's kind of where Braylon stands, but to look at her, you would not ever know. She smiles at you. She laughs. She, she makes you smile. She's my little angel. And I baby her so much but i don't care um i spoil her so much and as well as liliana i make sure to take care of both girls and i don't care that i spoil them um but braylon is somebody is it's a she's she's just had to deal with this all her life you know um when we first found out um we noticed that she wasn't hitting her markers when she was a baby you know you're supposed to sit up at a certain length of time you're supposed to walk you're supposed to crawl you know you're supposed to sit up you're supposed to do certain things and she wasn't doing them at first they thought she was maybe autistic and then you know come to find out they labeled her as intellectually dis this intel having an intellectual disability in school she does great we see improvement um we wonder about you know we're scared around you know for the fact that will she ever find a partner will she ever get married will she ever be able to be on her own will we have to take care of her for the rest of her life we are very fearful of that but you know what i can't think about that kind of stuff and it, and as i was saying when the woman that i was speaking to today talked about her autistic children i brought up braylon and i talked to her and i said you know what 
I told this woman, you're very blessed and you're, you're a very, you must be a very special person because you are, you know, you were given these children. And so I get you, I get where you're coming from. I, you know, and we started just talking and bonding over little things like, you know, she mentioned like to be able to see things through my children's eyes. And when I see it, I start tearing up. It's true. When I, you know, saw Disney for the first time through Braylon's eyes and to see her perk up when Mickey Mouse came by or for her to scream, Mickey, like, gosh, it just, it, it, it made my heart swell up so much. And to see her identify with everything, she loves Mickey, like she loves Disney. She has so many Disney toys, it's not even funny. She she perks up with food. She's just like her father. Her father loves, I love food and she loves food. Um, so it, it, if I've never really talked about Braylon or if I've talked about her here and there, this is what she has. She, and it was quite interesting to be able to, to bond with this woman and just share our stories with each other because it allowed us to kind of say, here's our situation. And it was a, we can relate with each other. B, like, I know what you're going through. Like we were literally silently saying, I know what you're going through. And then C, we were both like, you're blessed. You must be an amazing person. Because I feel like anybody who has to deal with children that have a special need are amazing people. And for those that are dealing with their, your kids, you're not alone. I know. You're not alone. I'm here. I'm here with you. I'm struggling. I'm frustrated. I'm happy. I'm sad. I I get it. The whole emotional roller coaster. And I have to deal with it every single day. She screams. She screams. She she laughs, she cries. It's it's all random. Um, like everything that she does is, you know, sometimes when you're dealing with like my my Liliana, like, you know, Liliana cries and I say, what's wrong? What's the problem? She tells me what's the problem. With Braylon, she cries. I have no clue what she's crying about. She can't tell me. Um, she can't tell me if her mouth hurts. Like she had, we were, we come, we found out she had over eight cavities in her mouth no clue didn't tell us didn't say her mouth hurt or sometimes when we did brush her teeth she'd go owie 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 but she wouldn't like point to like teeth hurt you know simple things like that she sometimes screams and cries and we're like what are you doing and then eventually we pull it out of her that she just wants juice or she just wants somebody to change the channel on the tv but she can't relay that to us so that's the struggles that, that a lot of parents that have a, a child that has a special need to go through. But at the same time, like I'm blessed to have this child. Like I'm very lucky to have this child in my life. And um, I wouldn't change it. She's amazing. She's amazing. And both my children are amazing. But it was really cool for me to bond with this woman. Um, it just f felt very special. Um, I mean, I ended up talking to her, this woman for like over 15 minutes, but... It was just a moment I had that where at the end of the call, I had to hang up, had to put myself on a kind of a hold and and uh, just kind of sat back and thought, you know what? I am lucky and I'm not alone. There's other people that are dealing with what I have to deal with. And in her time, she, you know, I, I f wholeheartedly feel she's going to be a better person and she'll she'll get there in her own time. But yeah, that's something that I do don't know if I've already mentioned to everybody or uh, if I've 
talked about it in full length. If you have any questions about my daughter, feel free to reach out to me. You can reach out to uh, lifewithhula at gmail.com. Hit me up on social media, um, hula SD on all those social media platforms, and just ask me the question. I'll be happy to answer um, when it comes to my daughter and her intellectual disability. So let's move on to lighter news. Um, I'm going to bring up, last but not least, um, some food options you need to look out for. Um, Oreo is celebrating Pride Month. It is Pride Month with five colorful new LGBTQ Pride flag cookie packs. Um, They are going to be bringing these cookie packs out um, starting on June 29th. Uh, The brand new offer will offer 3,000 Oreo ID Pride packs modeled after the traditional Gilbert Baker pride flag, the bi plus pride flag, the lesbian pride flag, the pansexual pride flag, and the trans pride flag. In addition to releasing these new cookie packs, Oreo uh, collaborated with four LGBTQ plus artists, uh, Zip Zhang Shu, uh, Brolio Amato, Chris Andrew Small, and Phaedra Charles to illustrate the proud words of parents and allies on a colorful poster intended to inspire members of the LGBTQ community and their families to open up about their conversations. Um, each poster includes first words people said when their loved ones came out to them with the words they wish they said later on, layered on top. So get ready for these um, Oreo ID pride packs. Um, to get your hands on these limited edition packs, um, apparently you must be at least 13 years old and a resident of one of the 50 U.S states or puerto rico oh i guess it's a contest that's happening as part of the oreo continued partnership with p flag national the brand will donate five fifty thousand dollars to support the oh no that's not it but they are oreos going to be donating fifty thousand dollars to support the community's uh, mission of bringing lgbtq plus people families and allies together to celebrate and support one another um so this particular pack um eligible fans can pick from five different combinations of color cream fillings to reflect their favorite pride flag. Available on a first-come, first-served basis, these cookies will be snatched up quickly, so keep an eye out on Oreo's website. So they're being, they're on Oreo's website. Um, You can snag a pack for yourself um, and make sure you go check that out for this brand new um, Oreo cookie, Uh, these packs. Um, And then the last food item, uh, the food, uh, the food, item I wanted to mention is Krispy Kreme has new strawberry super moon donuts. It's topped with graham cracker moon dust. It looks delicious. Uh, it's glorious. Um, in honor of the so- strawberry, or excuse me, the super strawberry moon on June 24th, which is today. Uh, oh no, sorry, it's tomorrow. Um, Krispy Kreme is releasing a limited edition super moon inspired donut and it's pretty enough to make anyone starry eyed. The first full moon after the June solstice occurs during strawberry harvesting season in the northeastern United States and will be gracing gracing the night sky on the 24th. During this time, the moon will be bigger and brighter than usual, giving stargazers another reason to look up. Sadly, um, the color of the moon won't be pink like it is on this donut, but you will be able to uh, get the treats, Um, the space-themed treats. Um, June 24th, you can try the new strawberry supermoon donut. Um, like I said, it is, does it say it's cream filled, right? Cream. Oh, it's dipped. Here's what the treat is. It's dipped in strawberries and cream icing and topped with a graham cracker moon dust. So there you go. Go ahead and try that at your local Krispy Kreme near you. 
and yeah, that's all the food news that I wanted to bring up to you today. Um, and that's pretty much all the news I wanted to bring up to you guys. So thank you so much for tuning into the show. Um, I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you have learned a little bit about me and I hope you have learned a little bit about yourself by turning into this podcast. So again, if you want to rate and review and, and subscribe, go to any podcast platform and look, look for Life with Hula. You can follow me on social media, Hula SD on Facebook, Instagram, Cl- uh, Clapper, TikTok, uh, Clubhouse, uh, Snapchat, Twitter, all of, the, all of those social media platforms. And then also um, vote for this podcast, podcastmagazine.com slash hot 50. Thank you guys again for tuning in to Life with Hula, the podcast. And I will catch you tomorrow and update you about my weight loss journey because that's a thing. Um, so I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye. Bye.